This is Jules, lead pastor of TFH Oakland. We exist so that people far from God can experience a fulfilled life in Christ. For more information on how you can stay connected, follow us online at TFH Oak or visit us at tfhoak.church. We're going to jump into the word, and uh, like I said, I'm going to be quick. If this is your first time here, uh, we want to welcome you. Normally, we do not dress like this. Uh, we do not wear suits. I told everybody last week, I said I wear suits two times. Uh, well, three, technically, when I got married, uh, Easter and Christmas. And I tried to pull some J's out this morning, but my wife was like, nah, take those off. So I tried to keep it hip, but my wife was like, no, no, no don't do that. Uh, well, this morning, we're going to read a few verses of scripture and... Uh, uh, for those that are in the room and you love Christmas, for those that are indifferent to the holiday season, uh, I'm going to do the best that I can to convey a message of how God actually aligns our lives, uh, especially when we continue to follow him. You know, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but there was a movie that came out with Mel Gibson years and years ago called Signs. Is anybody familiar with that? Oh, three of you guys. Awesome. All of my sci-fi fans. Uh, but what I want to talk about today is, is I believe that all of us may be looking for a sign or we may be so focused that we potentially can miss a sign uh, that God wants to bring into our lives. Uh, and so I want to share a few stories. We're going to read a few verses of scripture and uh, we're unpacking this. But if you're taking notes, this is called the lights aligned, the lights aligned. Let's read a few verses of scripture and uh, we'll unpack this. It says this in verse six, it says, while they were there. The time came for the baby to be born, and everybody said, Jesus? Come on now. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. It says, keeping watch over their flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy to all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. It says this in verse 13. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest in heaven and on earth. Peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels left them, they had gone into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Let's pray over our time together. And uh, Father, we thank you that you are a God that does not leave us in darkness, but you illuminate every situation. And Father, every family, every person in this room that needs the illuminating of, of your word. They need to understand with great clarity what's their next step, Lord. We pray that you would align the stars. God, heavens were created in your hands. And so, Lord, we know that it's not just seasons or times or hour or days, but, Lord, it's your appointed divine orchestration. And so we say, Lord, every decision, every job opportunity, every LinkedIn notification that we receive, every potential uh, husband or wife, Lord, every transition to move here or to move there, all that we have, we say, God, let your word align us, and we ask this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hey, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation or a season of your life where you just felt utterly confused. You just felt like overwhelmed, and you knew whatever step that you took next was going to ultimately change or challenge the course of your life. I remember it was probably about 15 years ago, and I was in complete flux, like my life was all over the place. I was engaged to someone that I did not marry, thank God. How many guys thank God for unanswered prayers? 
when God was like, hell no. But heaven, yes, I will. I will redirect your steps. Uh, but I was actually engaged. And at that point in my life, I was looking for what was going to be the next come up. And so I thought, man, the next job, I got to be strategic on this. Uh, the next situation, the, the next relocation, I have to be strategic on this. And I began to pray prayers and I began to ask God, God, give me a sign if this is you. And I remember at that moment, there was an opportunity in San Diego and it was a new job. I was going to be a PE teacher and I was going to be an arts teacher. Could you imagine that? Short shorts, <laughs> high socks. I can get down. I can get down. I got. I got. <laughs> I joke with people. I got an ice cream cone body, so it's like real heavy and wide at the top. It gets real. It gets <laughs> the ankles right there, but I could pull it off. But San Diego, and, and there was three signs that I were looking for. I, I was looking for a sign that was going to provide. I, I was looking for a sign that was going to give me opportunity to minister, a part of a local church. And I was just looking for a vibe. That third sign is just a feeling. How you guys ever made a decision like, I just kind of feel like this is going to work out. And without me knowing it, I I remember checking out the job. I remember uh, checking out the church that I was interested in. And I remember checking within myself to see, is this the right move? And I remember that night that I went to go investigate the boss. My, my, my soon boss was going to open up a guest room and I was going to stay with him. And I'm driving down the streets of San Diego super late at night and I'm calling him and he doesn't pick up. Like, you ever have those people that you call and you just don't pick up? They're like, yeah, that's you, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. But I remember calling and he didn't pick up and I had no place to stay. This was before Airbnb really kicked off. And so at that time, there was no motel, no hotel, nothing that I can do in an application to find a place to land. And I remember coming to that last brutal moment. I'm like, I'm going to have to check into a motel. And I kid you not, I found, I don't know why, but the only motel I could find was the most grimiest, disgusting flamingos, like out in the, like in the, the front yard, the plastic flamingos, the pool looked like a stagnated lake. I mean, it just looked like the worst thing. And I remember checking into this hotel. The clerk was unmemorable. And I remember getting into my room. And you ever open the door of a motel or a room and that funk of cigarette and like lotion is in the air? Like, I don't know how you lotion air. I don't know how air gets ashy and then be like, yo, I need to lather up. But that feeling where you're like, something in the air is touching back at me. Like, I feel it. Something is absorbing in my skin. This hotel was, motel was so ratchet. I remember laying on the bed and I was like, I refuse to unearth this bedspread. Like, I refuse to pull the bed because somebody may be still in there. So, I, I, I kid you not, I remember curling in a ball and just passing out like just God take me sweet baby Jesus take me right now and when I left that moment I was like yo this is the sign (laughs) I'm like if this is how it starts God only knows how it's going to end so I quit the girl I quit the job that I didn't have (laughs) I revoked the plane ticket said I'll just drive back I mean literally and sure enough here's how crazy it is the job that I thought I'd get it literally dried up the church that I was supposed to be a part of never started And that feeling that I had in my gut, like this could be it, only made me sick. See, sometimes we're looking for a sign to justify our actions, but sometimes God is giving us the very sign that we need that we need to go back. Or a sign, you need to come over here. You see, and having the subtlety, the intuition, having the sensitivity to where we're not so preoccupied with all of the drama that goes on in life. If God were to show us a sign, would we be willing to see it? And so we get to these shepherds at the culmination of our Christmas season. 
That for eons and multiple thousands of years, the prophets were wondering, would there be a Messiah? There were all of these other chapters and other books outside the canon of Scripture that alluded that somehow, some way, a part man, a part God would come and begin to change the landscape of the spiritual reality that would nullify not just religion, but that would nullify the gap between us and God. And it would come through Jesus. And all the Scriptures are pointing to this one sign. And as Mary is going through that excruciating aspect of pregnancy to deliver, simultaneously, God begins to look at some shepherds. There's two groups of people that I want to talk that that saw about a sign. And these shepherds are real interesting to me because as we look at these shepherds, they were close to God, but they weren't centered around God. They were like right there. If you read that, those few verses of scripture, it says that as they were in the field, they were around, they were near God, but they had no idea what was happening just on the other side of this mountain. It says this in, in uh, verse 6, it says, while they were there, the time came the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped them in cloth and placed them in manger because there was no guest room available for them. It says, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. See, for us to see a sign, first thing we have to do is sometimes God brings light to the least likely. Sometimes God will give us a light that aligns our hearts. You see, I love this is because this great miracle is happening. God is moving. God is doing something. And these shepherds who are just doing what they normally do, they're not even looking for God. They're preoccupied with their sheep. They just got their sheep. They're focused. They're ready to go to bed. They're eating some lamb stew. Sorry, Billy Bob. But they're they're literally totally clueless that God is doing something right next door to them. And I just thought about this in my own life. How many times was God giving me a sign that I was so clueless, I was so preoccupied in my normalness that I missed out on the sign that was right there? I remember when I met my wife, I did not know she was my wife, so I was a jerk, according to her. I thought that was awesome, but she had to make sure that I got updated. She had to update my software. And I remember this moment where literally one phone call changed the trajectory of our lives. And I don't even know why I called her. I had broke up with another girl. It wasn't the girl that I was engaged to. Sorry, I wasn't out there trying to be wild or nothing like that. I feel like sometimes I'm coming up here and I'm like, bro, how many girls, like, sorry, I was out there hooking, I guess. I don't know. Pray for your pastor. But I remember it was a phone call. And that phone call, I remember hanging up the phone and being like, I have no idea what that was. But somehow... God connected us. You see, one of the things for those that are in this room right now that maybe you haven't been in church for a while, sometimes we feel that because we've been so caught up in what we're doing that God would forget about us. Sometimes we feel like because we've, what we've walked in or what we've lived in, it would excuse us from being able to experience the goodness of God. And so because of that sin and that shame, we're close to God, but we're still far off. We're right next to what God is doing, but we're not experiencing it to ourselves. And look how good God's grace is. Because even in our normal attendance of sometimes just showing up, God doesn't forget about us. While this baby is being born, God was like, yo, he's going to change the world. Simultaneously, God, in his infinite grace, he says, yo, angels, I want you to go find them shepherds. You see them right there? Go let them know about what I'm doing. I'm just going to let you be real with you. If I'm God and I'm doing the most miraculous thing in the world, 
I'm not sure if I'm coming to get y'all. I'm going to find somebody that's probably the, the most articulate, the most scientifically, you know, endowed. I want someone with some degrees. I want some person that's got it all that so they can confirm that I'm God and I'm doing what I'm doing. But no, no, no. God says, my grace is big enough to find the least right where there are. You see, I wonder when these shepherds, they get called by God, they show up on the scene. They're following this light and it begins to align their path. They go from being shepherds to having a VIP front row of experiencing God in this miracle for themselves. What that lets me know is this. If God was willing to do that in the beginning, he's still willing to do that while we're sinning. That he's willing to do that right in the midst of this moment. That God sometimes will put people in our path who put lights in our life that align us to get us back on track to where we can be close to God, but what it means to be centered, to be focused on God and him alone. You see, these shepherds just have the clothes on their back and some sheep. The angels did not deny them access to the most incredible event, but if anything, God gave them a VIP pass. Sometimes we convince ourselves that our lack is good enough to excuse us to not know Jesus, to not experience the bigness of God. I want you to look at God's grace. No matter how close or far, God has not forgotten to give us a sign. God can show up in our consistency in a, in a world full of quick come-ups. God will still show so somehow in some ways that if we are consistent to show up, God is still faithful to give us a sign. You see, I was thinking about this, and I wanted to ask you guys this question this morning. What light has God brought in your life to align you? Maybe there's a situation. Maybe there's a moment. Maybe it may even be feeling frustrating or overwhelming. Maybe that's a sign that God is saying, your attention is over here, but look what I'm doing right here. Will you align yourself with that? The second thing before we wrap up this morning and we conclude with a time of worship and praise, it says this. You can write this down. Don't stop looking for the light. God uses a light that assigns. So he, God will give us moments, indicators that align our hearts, that align our emotions, that sometimes we feel like in even the, in the normalcy of things, God is still working. But there are moments where God begins to use a sign to get us to move into the next step, the next phase of our relationship with him. It says this in Matthew 2. It says, these are these magi. These are these wise men that we've seen or heard of. It says, after they heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose ahead of them until it stopped over a place where the child was born. When they saw the light, they were overjoyed on coming to the house. They saw a child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and they worshiped him. They opened their treasures and presented them with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now, see, look at this. We went from one group of people that was not looking for God, but God doesn't forget about them. And then we go to another group, these magi, the wise men. You know, uh, the, the black dude, the white dude, and the one that's maybe racially ambiguous. Ambiguous. You don't know whether those three wise men. You know what I'm talking about? We see them every time they show up, and we're like, who are these? Well, unfortunately, we've got it wrong because it wasn't just three wise men. It was actually believed to be almost an army. It was a group of smart intellectuals, astrologers, if you will, that had studied the signs. They were beyond some zodiac symbols. They knew that a Messiah was born, and they traveled all throughout Asia to come to this one moment as they were navigating to see if this is the one true king, the one person that would bring able to bring hope to the world, the one person that would surpass our brokenness, our dysfunction, and align our hearts with God. 
And here these magi, they show up, and they're looking for a sign. I mean, could you imagine waking up every day, going to the the magnifying glass, looking at the maps, studying through scriptures, hoping that one day, all that anticipation that God will bring what he promised he would do. You see, one of the things that happens if you've been around the camp of following God for a while, sometimes you just stop looking for signs. Sometimes we get so mature that we lose on that innocence and that childlike hope and faith. Sometimes we've gotten so preoccupied with the shootings and the bombings and the lootings and all the things that our heart becomes so numb to experiencing that there is a God who gave signs thousands of years ago, not only eluding, but magnifying that he is a God of hope and miracles. And what you have to do is resuscitate that hope and that knowledge of knowing that God doesn't stop giving signs he still continues to show up and what you're responsible is this don't stop looking for the signs don't let the pain and the brokenness and the heartache and the relationship that ended too fast to stop you from looking don't allow the jadedness and the heartache that you're wandering through to stop you from looking that God can still part the clouds and bring something that only he can do And even in all of their wealth, they never stop looking. In all of their degrees and knowledge, they never stop looking. You know how you know when you're prideful? is when you stop looking. You see, I would even say this. You want to know how romance begins to to taper off in your marriage or your relationship. You stop looking for the signs. You stop looking at your husband or your wife the way that you originally are used to look for. Lonnie always told me this. She was like, if I'm in a room and you don't know where I'm at, that's a problem. Because you always got to be looking. You see, the other day, uh, I don't know, this, this, does anybody still believe in the tooth fairy? Go ahead, raise your hand if you believe in the tooth fairy. Go ahead. All right, cool. Got a couple of adults in there. I appreciate that. Well, I'm not going to debate the reality of the tooth fairy right now. That's not my job. But you could go home and you could work that out. But my little five-year-old, she's like, yo, tooth fairy coming. Now, here's the thing. She lost one tooth. We're like, okay, cool. You tooth fairy, cool, got that. She lost three teeth, three toothuses back to back, right? And every morning she gets up, she checks her pillow. She's like, yo, the tooth fairy ain't came yet. I'm like, tooth fairy on LinkedIn looking for another job. The economy is wild right now. The tooth fairy is in their robe working from home. <laughs> Sending gift cards. But she keeps literally moving the pillow, and she's like, where's the tooth fairy at? And I just wonder, I'm like, you know what? I need that kind of faith when it comes to God. That when God gives me a promise, I never stop looking until I see it. Sometimes we forfeit on experiencing the assignment that God has for us because we get so preoccupied in our wealth and our knowledge, or we just mature ourselves out of having that faith to keep looking for the signs. You see, I love this because God allows the unlikely to be the first ones to experiencing to experience the coming of Jesus. And it comes in verse 16. It says they hurried to see Mary and Joseph. And as God begins to bring the deficit of these shepherds who weren't looking for God, simultaneously, he begins to recruit these magi who are so focused and believing for a miracle. God aligns. He uses one focal point to bring those that were so undeserving. To bring those that had every excuse to ignore God. And they all come centered around Jesus. 
You see, this morning, I believe that God is still working and is still aligning our hearts to this truth. You see, the shepherds and the wise men, they came together for Jesus. The lost and the found, they come together because of Jesus. The wounded and the healed, they come together because of Jesus. The forgotten and those that can't forget come together because of Jesus. His grace is big enough for them all. The question I have for you this morning is what sign is God showing you? How has God indicated that he hasn't forgotten about you? And you may be in the room today and you're like, you know what? I came here for the hot cocoa. Somebody bribed me for the marshmallows. You don't even have to be looking for God, for God to give you a sign. And God wants you to know today that his grace is available. It's, it's, it's accessible right now, even in this moment. And that you would think through the course of your life that God aligned every situation, sometimes the chapters that even have burned us, that even if God wasn't the author of it, God can use it to turn it around for his glory. Some of us in this morning, we may feel like, man, I, I came in here feeling funky, feeling like a shepherd. But God says, no, you still get a VIP seat. For those that come in and be like, man, Pastor Jules, I've experienced so many Christmases and, you know, all this stuff. We've lit the candles. We all this. And I probably live more in this camp. And sometimes the jadedness of my life to just want to just have a baseline of faith and live that kind of life. That I want to pray and believe that God would resuscitate our faith in such a way. And I said, God, there's still miracles that are available. For some of us in this moment, maybe our marriage is on the fritz. God, there's still miracles. For some of us in this room, we're like, God, I feel like I've been living in deficit for so long. I don't even know if I can have hope again. There's still miracles. For those that feel like, man, I've been estranged because of family, and i got to get on a plane and go see people I don't like. God, there's still miracles. And, Lord, I won't stop looking until I see you working. I want to pray for us as we come to a close this morning. And maybe you're in a chapter where you're like, God, I need a sign. And as you hold these candles, I wanted you to, to have this moment of faith. I know it, it may seem a little bit ridiculous, but sometimes we need the tangible to remind us of the intangible. And maybe you're a parent. Maybe there's chaos that's been in your home. As we stand and sing these songs, would you declare over your family that God would give a sign to your children, that he would show up in their lives in every moment and every time that they need him? Or maybe you're in the moment of transition and you're about to step into a different phase or season of your life that you would pray, God, I want to be centered around you. Lord, I'm praying that you would align my life. Or maybe you're in a place where you just feel like, man, all is broken. This is a great moment to invite God to come and say, Lord, forgive me, wash me, make me new. Can we stand to our feet just for the next few moments as we pray? And we're going to end declaring God's faithfulness. Can you pray this with me? Say, Father, align my heart. Refresh my heart for you. Give me the assignment. Show me where to go. I trust you with all that I am, my future, my past, my plans are for you. For more information on how you can stay connected, follow us online or visit tfho.church. 